For certain is death for the born, and certain is birth for the dead. Therefore, over the inevitable, thou shouldst not grieve. The Bhagavad Gita. Chapter 7 The Near-Death Experience Light at the End of Life At various times I have heard anecdotes of individuals who have had a near-death experience. In these anecdotes, the common factor has often been an occurrence of light. These experiences occurred among individuals who have either found themselves in a life-threatening situation or who have been declared clinically dead and subsequently been resuscitated. So in writing this book, I decided to research the subject and was amazed to find the remarkable similarities between the Kundalini experience and the accounts of these near-death experiences. It seems possible that the light in both scenarios is exactly the same, of the same origin, but accessed from different angles. Whilst there is a dearth of historical accounts of the experience close to or after death, there is a considerable amount of contemporary research on the phenomenon. It is Dr. Raymond Moody who coined the phrase near-death experience, or NDE, in the 1970s and published Life After Life, his book, in 1975. This best-selling book, which sold in excess of 13 million copies, was based on his pioneering research and is acknowledged as the standard or foundation of the experience by many authors on this subject. Moody, although an advocate of the experience, suggests that, unfortunately, the idea of near-death experience belongs more to our superstitious past rather than our scientific present. Moody first came to the subject when he was an undergraduate studying philosophy. A clinical professor of psychiatry in the School of Medicine, whom he met, related the story how he had died on two occasions, about ten minutes apart, and what had happened to him whilst he was dead. Several years later, Moody gained his PhD in philosophy and was teaching in a university. He was urging his students to read Plato's Phaedo, a text where immortality is discussed. One student asked whether they might discuss immortality in class because his grandmother had died during an operation and after being resuscitated had recounted an amazing story. To Moody's surprise, the student related almost the same series of events after death as had been recounted by the psychiatry professor. Moody's interest increased and he included readings on the subject of human survival of biological death in his philosophy courses, careful not to mention the two near-death experiences in his courses. Adopting this wait-and-see approach, he was amazed to find that in every class of approximately 30 students, at least one student would relate to him a personal near-death experience. In Life After Life, Moody states that these experiences that he has since come to study fall into three categories. 1. The experiences of persons who were resuscitated after having been thought, adjudged or pronounced clinically dead by their doctors. 2. The experiences of persons who, in the course of accidents or severe injury or illness, came very close to physical death. And three, the experiences of persons who, as they died, told them to other people who were present. Later, these other people reported the content of the death to Dr. Moody. He goes on to state that, whilst he found the reports of the third type complementary to the first and second, he dropped the third type to focus on first-hand reports. 
There are many similarities between the Kundalini experience and the near-death experience, not least of which is the occurrence of light and or beings of light. In The Day That I Died by Tammy Cohen, a collection of 20 testimonies of near-death experiences, 13 of the accounts had encounters with light and or beings of light. However, the similarities go much deeper. Dr. Moody relates that there are 15 elements to the experience, which I will read as a comparative table and will follow with a commentary on each of the characteristics. Elements of the near-death experience. Ineffability. Inability to describe. Similarity. Yes. Hearing yourself pronounced dead. Not applicable. Feelings of peace and quiet. Yes. The noise. Yes. Seeing or being in a dark tunnel, uncertain. Out of the body, uncertain. Meeting others or spiritual beings, yes. The existence of light, yes. The review, yes. The border or limit, uncertain. Coming back, the return to the physical body, yes. Telling others frustration or lack of inclination to do so, yes. Effect on lives, yes. New views on death, losing the fear of death, yes. Corroboration, too subjective for comparison. In terms of ineffability, Moody suggests that the understanding of language depends on the existence of a broad community of common experience in which most of us participate. Those who have had near-death experiences lie outside our community of experience and, as a result, have some difficulty in expressing what has happened to them. Individuals involved uniformly characterize their experience as ineffable or inexpressible. Several people have suggested that there are just no words to describe this experience and that there are no adjectives or superlatives to convey its effect. This is similar to the Kundalini experiences described earlier of Krishna, Young, Al-Ghazali, James, Buke. Krishna pointed out the innate difficulty of finding any appropriate description of such an experience, and Young also emphasized this difficulty of finding a meaningful description for it. Hearing the news or hearing yourself pronounced dead, Moody suggests that numerous individuals have told of hearing their doctors or other spectators pronounce them dead. Thankfully, this is not applicable to my own experience or to the Kundalini experience that happened to others. Feelings of peace and quiet. There are descriptions of extremely pleasant feelings and sensations during the early stages of the experience. Moody provides examples of individuals with a severe illness or who had died feeling warmth, comfort, peace, ease, quietness, and being relaxed. William James notes this as number four on his list of characteristics of the mystic experience, which he titles passivity. James states that throughout the height of the experience, he undoubtedly seems to himself a passive spectator or undergoer of an astonishing process performed upon him from above. The noise. Moody states that in many cases, unusual auditory sensations are reported to occur at or near death. He provides descriptions such as a buzzing noise, loud ringing, a whistling sound, bells tingling, and a very rhythmic bring, bring, bring. As mentioned earlier, this occurred both with Krishna and can be found in Dante's epic poem and is also evident in my own case. Krishna also compared this element to the buzzing of a swarm of bees. The dark tunnel. 
There are descriptions of being pulled very rapidly through a type of dark space described variously as a cave, a well, a tunnel, a vacuum, or a void. Whilst I cannot myself attest to a physical tunnel, one feels constrained, a type of seizure that Nietzsche referred to as being pulled rapidly through a space, and that could be applied to this element. Out of the body. Moody states that after an individual has their rapid passage through the dark tunnel, they might have an overwhelming surprise. They might well find themselves looking at their own physical body from a point outside it as though they were a spectator, a third person in the room, or as if watching events on stage or in a movie. Accounts have described individuals as feeling that they were of pure consciousness and were weightless. He goes on to provide examples of events where people who have died or come very close to death actually observe events around their unconscious physical bodies, such as the activities of doctors and nurses. In my own experience, I did not actually feel as if I was physically there. I cannot say that I had left my physical body, but another form was certainly dominant at the time. As explained previously, I too felt that my constitution at the time seemed to be that of consciousness, and this description is also similar to that by Gopi Krishna. Meeting others. At the point of dying, individuals became aware of the presence of spiritual beings in their vicinity. In many testimonies, this presence has been in the form of a family member or a friend who has passed away, and in other instances, people have encountered what they described as their guardian spirits or spiritual helpers. During the Kundalini experience, and in meditation prior to and after the experience, there are instances where one does indeed encounter such spiritual beings. James also states that visions are part of the mystic experience. The existence of light. According to Moody, the most incredible and common element of near-death experiences, and that which has the most profound effect upon the individual, is a very bright light. Initially, this light is dim, but it rapidly gets brighter until it reaches an unearthly and indescribable brilliance. Many individuals make the specific point that this light in no way hurts their eyes, dazzles them, or prevents them from seeing other things around them. Not one person has expressed any doubt that this light has a definite personality and that they have an irresistible magnetic attraction to this light. The presence of this light is utterly invariable, and the identification of the light changes from individual to individual. The light is usually described as a very brilliant light, an illuminating white light, a huge beam, and not of the kind of light that one can describe of this earth. The instance of light in the Kundalini experience has been clearly established. It is interesting to note that several celebrities have had near-death experiences. Tammy Cohen gives several examples. Sharon Stone, after she almost died from internal bleeding caused by a tear in an artery at the base of her skull, described seeing a giant vortex of white light and being met by friends before recovering. Peter Sellers related a near-death experience during the first of his eight heart attacks and described an incredibly beautiful, bright and loving light. Jane Seymour also saw a white light when she was undergoing an allergic reaction to an injection of penicillin, and Bill Clinton described circles of light containing the faces of his wife and daughter flying towards a brightness during heart surgery. The Review 
Moody claims that the appearance of light leads to a moment of startling intensity when the individual is presented with a panoramic review of their life. The intention, it seems, is to provoke reflection. Some individuals characterize this as an educational effort, and as they witness this display of light, it stresses the importance of two things in life, learning to love other people and acquiring knowledge. In one account, the individual is continually alerted to things concerning knowledge, and that they had to continue learning, that there will always be a quest for knowledge, and that this is a continuous process and one which continues after death. In addition to following the theme of acquisition of knowledge over the last three chapters, there are also similarities here in that the review process is similar to the introspective and meditative process prior to the Kundalini experience. In terms of my own experience and the search for and acquisition of knowledge, this book has been written as a result of it. The Border or Limit in a few instances, Moody suggests that people have described how, during their near-death experience, they seem to be approaching a border or limit. This is variously described as a body of water, a grey mist, a door, a fence, or simply a line. He suggests that, whilst this is highly speculative, it could raise the question of whether there might be the same basic root experience interpreted in different and subjective ways. Moody provides no conclusion on this element, and I cannot parallel it to the Kundalini experience except to refer to the sensations of being restricted or seized as with the element of the tunnel. Coming back, or the return. Obviously, all the individuals that Moody spoke to had to come back in order to recount their experience. In some accounts, the person made initial attempts to return to their body, and they experienced regret over their physical demise. However, once they reach a certain depth in their experience, especially those who reach the light, they did not want to return and may have even resisted a return to the body. This point is echoed in Cohen's book where, in certain cases, individuals had wanted to stay with the light in this other world and had been frustrated at being sent back and bitterly disappointed to find themselves back in this world. The Kundalini experience is initially confusing and bewildering. However, over time this feeling subsides. There is reconciliation with the experience because of knowledge of its existence and the fact that others have had similar experiences. Telling Others A person who has gone through such an experience has no doubt whatsoever about its reality and its importance. Individuals insist that the experience is not a dream or hallucination, but are emphatic that it is an actual and absolute occurrence. In Moody's research, the individuals whom he has interviewed are functional, well-balanced personalities who do not recount their experiences as they were dreams, but rather as real events. He further states that after relating their experience, an individual can express profound relief when informed that others have reported exactly the same events. Many have desisted from telling anyone of their experience, Moody says because other people might think of them as mentally disturbed. Others have resolved not to relate their experience to others as it was so indescribable and far beyond human language and human modes of perception and existence that it was fruitless to even try. This, of course, parallels Kundalini on the ineffability of the experience. Buke in Cosmic Consciousness stated that it was impossible for him ever to forget what he at that time, his illumination, saw and knew. 
neither did he nor could he ever doubt the truth of what was presented to his mind. Furthermore, Buke states that an individual who has had the experience will still, 40 years afterwards, feel within themselves the purifying, strengthening and exalting effect of the illumination. William James also comments on this element in number two of his list of characteristics of the mystic experience. This he calls the noetic quality. Effects on Lives Most people have related that their lives were broadened and deepened by the experience and that they had become more reflective and concerned with ultimate philosophical issues. Again, this book strongly bears out this similarity. As Bonnie Greenwell states, the Kundalini experience demands the reorientation of one's life. James suggests that there is an objective change which the world often appears to undergo. An appearance of newness beautifies every object. New views on death. Almost everyone, Moody states, has expressed the thought that they were no longer afraid of death. Moody seeks to clarify that certain modes of death are undesirable and that none of these individuals actively seek death. He also states that all would dismiss suicide as a means to return to the realm of their near-death experience. I am in entire agreement on this element. There is no fear of death, comfortable in the knowledge that there is something else. Buchan Cosmic Consciousness cites the sense of immortality and the loss of the fear of death as elements of his illuminating experience. James also comments on the loss of all worry. Corroboration Another element which does not parallel the Kundalini experience is that of corroboration. Whether there is any evidence of the reality of near-death experiences which might be acquired and which are independent of the descriptions of the experiences themselves. Moody was surprised that, in quite a few instances, there was such evidence. For example, several doctors related to Moody that they were totally baffled how patients with no medical knowledge could describe in detail and accurately the procedure used in resuscitation attempts, especially when the doctors had assumed the individuals to be dead. However, he is careful to state that this does not constitute proof. With the Kundalini experience, it is so subjective that it cannot be similarly corroborated in such a way. Therefore, we find that out of Moody's 15 elements, one is not applicable, that of hearing yourself pronounced dead, there is no parallel with the corroboration element, and three are questionable, the tunnel, out of the body, and the border, though these elements cannot be totally dismissed as lacking of comparison. This leaves ten valid and solid comparisons between the near-death experience and the Kundalini experience. Both these experiences are unique by nature and in origin, and yet remarkably similar. I would now like to move on to possible evidence from regression therapy and the light. Anecdotal evidence can be found in a best-selling book, Many Lives, Many Masters, by Dr. Brian Weiss. Weiss had a patient, Catherine, referred to him. Her life had been beset with fears, and her symptoms included a fear of water, choking, aeroplanes, the dark, and death. Her fears had begun to worsen, and she suffered from insomnia. When she did sleep, she experienced nightmares and sleepwalking episodes. As these fears and symptoms increasingly affected her life, she sunk deeper into depression. After 18 months of conventional methods of therapy failed to overcome her symptoms, Weiss decided to employ hypnosis. During these sessions, 
Catherine revealed many secrets of life and death and also acted as a conduit for information from highly evolved spirit entities. Catherine was alleged to have had 86 previous lives in a physical state. Not all of these lives were remembered, as apparently it is only when it is important to remember that there is a memory of a particular life. None of these lives were particularly impressive in the sense that she was never a Cleopatra or a Catherine the Great, but had fulfilled more mundane roles in her previous existences. In its entirety, Many Lives, Many Masters is a thoroughly interesting and compelling book, but it is the instance of light which is most relevant here. It appears that at the end of each of her lives, Catherine encountered the light, and there would be a wait of minutes in the same session before she found herself in another lifetime. She variously described this light as becoming brighter and more luminous, a wonderful, energizing light, and a light around, and spirits, other people. In one session, and in a hypnotic state, Catherine declared of the wonderful light that it was brilliant, and that everything came from the light, and that our soul immediately goes there upon death. It is like a magnetic force that we are attracted to. In another hypnotized state, when she saw the light, Vice asked her whether the light gave her energy, to which she replied that it was like starting all over again, a rebirth. He also asked her how people in physical form can feel this energy, to which she responded, by their minds. When asked how they achieved this state, she answered that the individual must be in a very relaxed state, and that one can renew through light by no longer expending energy, but by renewing your own. This seems to be an interesting link to the aspects of light encountered in the Kundalini experience. It adds an extra perspective on its nature and whether, as described previously, it originates from a similar source. Indeed, so taken aback was I with the parallels between the Kundalini and the near-death experience that I organized a telephone interview with Dr. Raymond Moody. During this, it became immediately evident that Dr. Moody was a modest man with a wonderful demeanor and insight, and I would like to thank him for his helpful comments and suggestions, both in general and with regard to specific texts in support of my contentions. My main purpose in interviewing him was to find out if the parallels which I had identified indeed existed. To my surprise, Dr. Moody, whilst he declared that he was no expert on the subject of Kundalini, was familiar with the experience and had read about the subject. He also stated that, over the years, he had spoken with and met several individuals who had an experience which would fall into parameters that could be described as Kundalini. During the interview, we were able to discuss each of the 15 elements of the near-death experience and their similarities to those of the Kundalini experience. Ineffability. The reason for agreement here, Dr. Moody suggested, was general for mystical experience. He cited William James, mentioning that the primary characteristic of mystical experience is the nature of ineffability, Despite how articulate one might be, it tends to lie beyond our power to verbalize or describe it. Hearing yourself pronounced dead, we agreed here that there was, of course, no comparison. Feelings of peace and quiet, there was also agreement on this characteristic, and again, Dr. Moody cited William James, saying that whilst these mystical experiences might be brought on by some spiritual discipline, nonetheless, when the experience took place, 
it is experienced in a totally passive way. The noise. On the element of the ringing in the ears, Dr. Moody suggested that there might be a medical source for this, a condition by the name of tinnitus. Tinnitus is a medical mystery for which there is no real cure and is regarded as having little medical significance. My response was that I had heard of this condition and that, while I had not had myself medically checked, I had no recollection of it prior to the experience. I am convinced that, in my case, whatever the cause of the condition, whether medical or otherwise, it was initiated by my experience. The tunnel. This was one of the questionable elements. Dr. Moody's view was that while many had reported the feeling of being in a tunnel, not everyone experienced this particular sensation. Out of the body. This was another questionable element, although I could not suggest that, in any way, at the time I was separated from my physical body, I felt that there was an element of not being myself, a focus of being at the time on the soul or consciousness. Dr. Moody suggested the description transcendence of the ego, which I felt hit the nail on the head. Meeting others, we both acknowledged the similarity here. The review, we briefly discussed that my life review came both prior to and subsequent to the experience, as opposed to during the experience itself, as occurs with the near-death experience. The border or limit, we refer to the tunnel element and the feeling of constraint. Coming back, in a brief discussion we acknowledge the common factor here. Conviction of the reality of the experience, Dr. Moody suggested a description here which was again perfect, a sense of hyper-reality, more real than real. Telling others and the frustration and lack of inclination to do so, there was no discussion on this point since it was all very close to and also covered by the element of ineffability. Effects on lives, again there was acknowledgement of the similarity on this effect. New views on death and the elimination of fear, there was complete agreement on this point. Corroboration, we both agreed that there was no parallel here due to the nature of the circumstances. Dr. Moody suggested that were it possible to be able to corroborate the Kundalini experience in the near-death context, it would in effect destroy the distinction between this world and the next. While it was quite probably part of the experience, it could not be verified empirically. The element of light. This was left for the end of the discussion, as clearly for me it was the crux of the matter. We were agreed on identifying the instance of light in both experiences. I mentioned that, in the majority of cases of the near-death experience, the individual seemed to approach the light, whereas in the Kundalini experience, individuals seemed to be part of the light. Dr. Moody suggested that this could be partially due to difficulty in articulation and said that many had recounted to him in various instances that the light was within, that they were part of the light, that they had become almost absorbed into it and that their identity becomes the light. As a result, we agreed that any difference that might exist might be a result of the lack of ability to articulate rather than a difference in the experience itself. Finally, I asked Dr. Moody, having met and interviewed the hundreds of individuals, what was your sense of what this light might be? He replied that he had not drawn a definitive conclusion and that he would prefer to leave it open. 
he had a sense that it might not be possible by the path of reason to get to the truth of these matters whilst we are alive. He added that, nonetheless, his sense of approval for it is profound. So, in summary, we have compared the near-death experience and the Kundalini experience, identifying the instance of light and finding that many other derivative and associated elements of both experiences also show parallels. Indeed, there are ten absolute parallels, three questionable parallels which cannot be dismissed out of the total of fifteen elements. Indeed, so closely aligned are the two experiences that surely one is compelled to consider whether this light is one and the same entity. It is in the profound detail of the parallels, much more than the instance of light, but the additional and derivative elements of both experiences which must draw one to this conclusion.